The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's Listener Questions Live on the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Happy Friday to all of you. I am Anthony Cazenza, joined, as always, by my buddy, my comrade-in-arms, John Sheeran. Uh, happy Friday to you, buddy. Happy Friday to you as well, man. Yeah, it's uh, the weekend's here. It, it seems to me it's been a very busy week, not only kind of personal stuff, and I don't know, just this week's been kind of crazy, but also a lot of stuff with the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously, some increased practices, right, With in terms of pretty much the most intensive practices we're going to see this preseason, right? Yeah, the Bengals just had their first scrimmage, which is going to act as a preseason game, right. essentially, this this offseason today on Friday afternoon. They're going to be off tomorrow on Saturday. They're going to be back on the practice field Sunday and then have another scrimmage, I believe, on the 30th or 31st. So things are kicking up. Yeah, and uh, the we're already getting a call in here, by the way, for Listener Questions Live, uh, so we'll get to that in a sec. But, John, if you could talk a little bit about Burrow's performance before we get to some uh, performance on Friday in the scrimmage. So Burrow's performance in the scrimmage? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he did great, like he's been doing just this week in general. Um, I think he was 6-for-6 six six on the first touchdown draft, Auden Tate, Auden Tate, seems to be getting the reps in place of AJ Green as that X spot on the starting lineup right now. And I think he led the the team and the offense, the first team offense in like yards and receptions. Ben Baby of ESPN who's been on the show had was tracking like the, the stats of the scrimmage, at least when Burrow was out there. And he's been just forming a great chemistry just like Tyler Boyd has been in, in the slot. And you know, I, I think there was something about Burrow's learning about how to really manage with his receivers and target them and, you know, throw them catchable balls relative to what their strengths are. And I think he's slowly but surely figuring out how to take advantage of who Auden Tate is. And I think that was on full display in the scrimmage as well. Unfortunately, I, I believe a lot of the media members say that their vantage point that they're, they're given right now under the the COVID circumstances was not great because they couldn't see um, behind a bunch of, of the players watching the scrimmage on the sideline. But I think Burrow was playing fantastic in the scrimmage. I think he had like one or two really good drives, both ended in touchdowns. Um, I think Zach Taylor said that there was one overthrow to CJ Uzama, but aside from that, it was everything that he wanted to see. And more or less what we, what we have been seeing 
um, for the better part of this week, ever since the pads came on. There was that one, you know, kind of rough day on Tuesday when there was some rain and he unfortunately had a pass interception intercepted from Carlos Dunlap. But you're seeing the things that made Burrow special as a prospect unfold in front of their own eyes. Like, you know, they, they can read all these things about what he did at LSU because they didn't really have the inside track of, of being there in the practices and, and at the games themselves. And they can watch all, all this film and all they want. But I think the intangible things that made Burrow special, that made us believe that he was something to, to behold as a franchise quarterback, they're now seeing that with their own eyes. And that was something that Brian Callahan said in, I think, talking with media members, that he, he's now seen himself learn from his mistakes, bounce back quickly. And those are the things that will, will separate the good rookie quarterbacks from the bad. Uh Thanks for the rundown there. Uh, we do have a caller on the line. We'll get to that in a second. We're asking, we, we, there's some questions here about how to get in touch with us. We're going to answer as many questions as we can on the line. Maybe it's about what John just ran through with Joe Burrow, the rest of the Bengals' performance in a scrimmage on Friday, and what they've been looking like through training camp. But to get in touch with us, you can call or text 949-542-6241. Call or text us. Email theobinsider at gmail.com. There are three live comment sections that you can submit questions to, whether it's the Cincy Jungle Facebook page, the live YouTube uh, page that's going on there, and then there is also a comment thread on, on a post on cincyjungle.com, so you can go there, or you can tweet at us, at BengalsOBI. We're going to get to as many as we can, and we're going to get to one in just a second. Again, if you're new to this program, we do a news relay on Monday, we do our weekly show, more of an in-depth analysis type of show on Wednesday night. And then uh, most of the time throughout the month, almost every week, we do listener questions live at least two, if not three times per month. We do listener questions live where we answer your questions. So let's get to it. Uh, John, we've got our good buddy Terrell on the line. And uh, Terrell, you, you, were, you were right when we got started buddy you called in good to hear from you what's going on what's on your mind i, I just had it i just had to catch out because uh i finally i finally y'all caught me on my off day so i had to try to get in and get out but i really appreciate y'all y'all know y'all the best and um i really was trying to uh, say that you know everybody pumped up we ready to pump up and you know ready to start the season burrow and everybody i think they're gonna be all right but uh, I'm trying to get down to the X's and O's, and um, I want to say I think they want to go. I think they're gonna turn to a three-four, um, especially with the uh, injuries with D-line and uh, Davis Gage looking good and um, Bynes looking good. So I, I think they're gonna turn to a three-four. It's cool. We're gonna slowly but surely turn back to a four-three when we get our horses back into everything. And I hope AJ Booby alright and P Higgins gonna be alright. And my uh. And we, I know how y'all be doing, y'all. Uh, y'all, y'all start with, uh, you know, the, the player, of the, the uh, player to watch. My player to watch, man. I mean, you know, it, it, it's hard to say, man. But I, I do like Travion Williams. I do like Travion Williams, but I, I also like Darius. So I just leave y'all at that. And like I said, y'all the greatest, the best co-host, host. <laughs> And I uh, hope you have a great day. Hey, thanks, Terrell. Uh, if you're still on the line there, do do me a favor. Uh, you, you're a, you're one of our, our best callers, listeners. Uh, on the OBI line that you called in, shoot a text with your mailing address. We're going to send you a little giveaway, uh, some items for you for being such a uh, loyal listener and always always stroking our egos, my friend. And I that is appreciated. So if you want... Just it's something small, a little Bengals swag. Uh, text us your 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 name and, sh and shipping address, all that stuff. We'll send you a little something, okay? 
Oh, no problem, Anthony. And uh, like I said, y'all, 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 it just, the, it ain't even about the Bengals. It's just the way how y'all clearly say the, the X's and O's and just tell us the updates. Y'all right on it. And I just, I just really appreciate that. And, um, and I, and, uh, just to add what John was saying, ain't nothing wrong with Cincinnati water, man. I, I, I got her <laughs> down playing down at, I got her down playing, uh, playing down at UC when it was free to play for the public. And my own cousin hurt me. So it ain't got nothing to do with that. All right, buddy. Well, send us send us that in. Thanks a bunch. Send us that info, and we'll get you something nice. All right. See you, buddy. Uh, that was Terrell. Uh, we've we've seen a couple of people here asking again. Call or text nine four nine five four two six two four one. There's a couple of people asking. Let's let's talk a little bit. By the way, the giveaway stuff. For those of you who missed the announcement, we'll talk more about this at the end of the show. But we are doing a pregame show throughout this season. John, myself, and Coach Matt Minnick. We'll be bringing you a pregame show to get you started before all Bengals games, and we'll be doing some giveaways and stuff through for that too. So uh, you're definitely going to want to tune in for that and get going. John, I want to address the uh, three four comment or question that Terrell brought up. We've talked about this a little bit, but I want to I want to get your take on what this may look like now. The Bengals want to be multiple. What this may look like now in the wake of the Wren injuries, Tupo, all of this, and what what Luana Rumo may try and dial up here. They've been three, four for the past year. Like it's not a change. They they were that last year for the entire year, and they started doing it more and more as the season went on. If anything, they can go away from it now, or they may have to because they don't have a lot of defensive tackles. Like you have Atkins, Reader, and Daniels, and that's it in terms of proven talent. I think they're being forced now to use Andrew Brown inside. They've been trying to make him an edge rusher, something into what he's not. He doesn't have the body type, the the the, the twitch or the quickness to really threaten off the edge anymore. He's a five technique or also a three technique, and they need him in that spot right now because they just don't have any bodies there. If they're going to continue to do so, they need to they need to utilize him there or they need to, they need to sign someone else because when you lose Josh Tupa, when you lose Renel Wren, you have no one to handle that 34 defensive end spot, but that's where Andrew Brown can come in. So they already made that transition last year when they said, we don't have any off-ball linebackers. We have an influx of defensive linemen. We might as well make the most of the personnel that we have. If they want to continue that, that's the route that they're going to continue to do so. Yeah, they want to be versatile. They want to be multiple. They want to have different looks on defense. And like you said, you know, they they kind of were a three four ish um, in recent history. I mean, that's just kind of what what uh, Luan Arumo has wanted. If you're if you're calling or texting, we've got a bunch queued up going through. Uh, we'll try and get you on the air, especially if you call in. So try again if you did call. Um, let's get to a text five uh, from the five one three five zero five number. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from this offseason? For me, it was definitely the fact that they are looking to change the culture in the locker room. You know, I, this was something, again, the character thing was something that Zach Taylor preached upon his arrival, character, character, character. And you see in many, many facets, John, that he stuck to his guns. Team captains, guys who played a lot in in college and played a lot of snaps were team leaders that sort of thing but there are you know some other question marks um namely in the offensive line arena in terms of some character issues that um you know not necessarily off off field arrests or anything like that but jim turner's come under fire uh in in recent years for some issues we know bobby hart's put some stuff out on social media that hasn't in, endeared himself to the fan base you know, so there's there's kind of some outliers as well, but overall, I think 
character is still a main facet to this locker room. Character is subjective. I think that's been proven now. Like character can be twisted based off of nepotism and just interpersonal relationships with the people who are making the decisions. And that kind of goes for Jim Turner and Bobby Hart. Talent and production is, is objective. And I think that's where the main shift of that I saw. They just they just wanted to actually get better, not by just banking on bad decisions that they made in the past and hoping that they work out aggressively fixing problems, albeit not the not maybe not some of the biggest problems, but going out, getting your quarterback, making sure he's surrounded with capable pass catchers, making sure that those guys are retained, you know, getting a, a defense that is capable of getting off the field on third down, slowly building that defense back up to somewhat of a of a respectable reputation i guess is just a great start like they've made aggressive moves to address obvious holes in the roster for the first time in my lifetime and that's enough for me where do you want to go next john what do you got queued up from uh one of the live chats here yeah there was something hmm, there was where was that there's a question about marcus bailey i believe wow i cannot believe it is this um, someone was asking about if Marcus Bailey was doing well or if he was with the ones. There was that one like play, I think, like last week, um, where he was on the field with the ones, but I don't know if he was just being rotated in. And I think that's like the main focal point of this is that I think a lot of these rookie linebackers or just the three that they have are being paired right now with a veteran. Like you have Jordan Evans being paired with like Akeem Davis Gaither. You have Josh Bynes being paired with Logan Wilson and Marcus Bailey maybe being paired with um, Austin Kalitra or something like that. I don't know the exact pairings, but I think that was what they were alluding to. And they're just trying to get some some chemistry or, or just some just general veteran guide guidanceship with these guys who are just rookies and hoping to make some type of an impact. I think all three of those rookies are going to make the, the roster. Maybe, you know, only one or two of them actually see significant snaps when you know when the season begins or whatnot but i think a guy like bailey has a good chance of absorbing a lot of information from those whatever veteran he's paired up with and just trying to get on the field as soon as possible but as of right now i think your starters are still josh Bynes and jermaine pratt with maybe logan wilson being like that next guy up in that sense but until one of those two guys pratt and Bynes, shows signs of of slowing down or just not being good then i think those are the two guys that are going to stay yeah, interesting story out of training camp. Bynes picked off Burrow. I, I think you may have touched on this a little bit earlier uh, Earlier in the week. He picked off Burrow, and Burrow grabbed Bynes after practice and kind of uh, chewed his ear a little bit. How, you know, what would you see there? How were you able to read that? Which was kind of an interesting, um, you know, exchange from what we understand. Look, this channel and this show are fans of Marcus Bailey, not only because of what he has gone through injury-wise, and he's been on this show. Matt Minix covered him on a lot of his Chalk Talk episodes. Talented kid. He needs to get the shot. And, um, you know, I think maybe we've talked about Marcus Bailey a bit. Maybe he's a guy that initially – I think he makes a roster. And, uh, you know, maybe initially he has a lower-profile role, and then as he proves he's healthy – as he proves he can take on snaps and and proves that he is effective, maybe his role increases as the year goes on, and maybe he's a guy, you know, two, three years down the road that ends up being a viable starter. We had a call on the line. Unfortunately, the with the caller, the um, the uh, service seems to not be so great, but we'll try and get them on here. Uh, you got you got one other uh, queued up while we get this call, John. Yeah, there was one from uh, from Chad Hellier from Facebook. Do you all like seeing Burrow doing spread offense plays? Scares me personally. Um, I'm curious as to why it scares you because that in, 
replicates that it's getting the ball out pretty quickly and it's utilizing as many receiving options as possible. Um, that's kind of what we're seeing in training camp. I think with some of the still images that we're at least getting from training camp, you're seeing a lot of personnel formations with 11 personnel, but you're having five guys run out you know, beyond 10 yards, beyond the line of scrimmage, not guys staying in, in a pass protection, and maybe not even some like in check down options. Like there was one play where Burr threw a touchdown to Auden Tate and you had Giovanni Bernard and CG Uzama as the running back and tight end of the field. They were both also entering the end zone in the routes. Um, if you're getting as many receiving options out there as possible, you're taking advantage of defenses that might be a little bit too aggressive because they think they, think they can take advantage of an offensive line that's not going to hold up in pass protection. But if you get the ball out quickly, if you have a quarterback that can recognize when guys are, are getting open and re- re- entering the soft spots of zones and you have all those receivers out there, as long as you have a quarterback that can make those decisions quickly, the, the, the subpar pass protection issues can be mitigated. And that's not always the case with other quarterbacks like Andy Dalton, but with Joe Burrow, who can also create on his own, I don't think it's worth really worrying about, especially if it's not something that limits how vertical and explosive your offense can be. On our OBI line, we've got Will joining us. I think uh, he tried to call in a couple times and we lost him, but I think we've got him now. Will, are you, are you there? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes. Hey. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing well. Welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Man, it's a pleasure uh, to actually speak to you guys, uh, at least over the phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's yeah, about all you can do show. these days, right? I mean, it's kind of like phone or video <laughs> chat or whatever, right? <laughs> right. Zoom and all that right. stuff. Yeah, we got a, yeah, we got a Bengals group and we do Zoom and stuff like that. We try to do things like that to talk about what's going on. That's um, awesome. Uh, you know, as he was talking about the defensive line, uh, I know we've lost some players, but everybody's got to remember DJ Reader's there. Um, you can't forget him. Uh, you also cannot forget, um, you know, the uh, Geno Atkins, of course, uh, and Dunlap. Um, like he was talking about the five, three, four, I believe he was talking about. Um, I believe, like he said, they're going to probably do the, you know, the three front more this year i you know i don't know how lou's gonna run the defense uh but uh, we have lost some players on defense but listen everybody's getting upset about the defensive backs that's all i hear about okay trey got hurt with the uh with the pectoral he's out for a couple months we still have brandon wilson we still have darius phillips i mean these guys showed up big time last year i don't know if everybody watched the games but they showed up very well last year um and I think they're capable of filling in until we get those guys back. And people forget Mackenzie Alexander. I mean, this guy's a stud. So people are forgetting people like that, Anthony. I, I, do you agree? Or I, I do. I, you know what's funny is Mackenzie Alexander it, it has been rarely mentioned. I mean, we talk about him. I think I think Mackenzie Alexander gets a little bit forgotten because we're like we look at him. and He said he's the slot guy, right? And then when you lose Trey Wayne's a boundary guy, you obviously talk about. Darius Phillips going into that role. So I think Mackenzie Alexander a little bit gets forgotten about. We've talked about Darius Phillips on the program before. We think he's, he's got a lot of skills. He may be a little bit of a gambler, but there's a lot of big play potential there. And there is a lot of where the hope resides, John is in, I think Darius Phillips getting more, snaps right now i mean it's it's based his consistency level should hopefully rise with the increased amount of snaps and then aside from that john i i want you to talk about that but i also want to 
address another point by Will. DJ Reader has looked awesome in practices. I was a little worried about the weight loss, but he has looked awesome in early parts of practices. Yeah, it's like 320 pounds is still pretty big compared to 350 pounds, which is what he was <laughs> at Houston. Um, yeah, de- and defense alignment always look pretty good this time of year because they have one-on-ones with yeah. offensive linemen and they can't really communicate with each other. Poor Trey Hopkins had to deal with them one-on-one and he got under his pads. Like, that's, that's just who DJ Reader is. He's got leg strength of, of 10 elephants. So, you know, that's that's his strength and that's why the Bengals paid a lot of money for him. Yeah, the, 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 the talent on the front line is still there. Like, uh, in the starting lineup, it, it's still there. The problem is when you have injuries pile up, sometimes death issues occur. The rotation is not as good as you yeah. want it to be, like how they envisioned it in the offseason. So if you All still right. have Geno Atkins, DJ Reader, Mike Daniels as your starting as your three main defensive tackles that you rotate in there, that's fine. But if one if something happens to one of those guys, then you already have lost Glasgow and two pone Ren. That's when the issues can start piling up. And also, like again, again, like Phillips starting in place for Waynes is not going to make that much of a difference. But as we saw last year, sometimes more injuries can pile up and you just have to rely on some of those guys that you didn't really want to hopefully play in, on the bottom of the depth chart. So right now they can survive, but as the season goes on, they can't really have a lot more losses in those uh, positions. Yeah. And it's been, a, it will, it's been about depth and uh, you know, especially these past couple of years. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's right. It's been, it's just been a bit of, it's been about depth a lot of times these past couple of years in positions and uh you know, that's we, 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 can't, we can't forget about Mike uh, Daniels now. I know. And by the uh, way, we've got an announcement about him later on. Hey, we got to get going, Will. Thanks for calling in. Okay. And uh, one more thing Kate, Kate is great. Kate, Kate is, is going to be awesome this year. Oh, Just watch. All right. Odd and Kate. All right. Great. Thank you, guys. Take, Love you guys. Have a good day. Thank you for having all your support. Bengals, let's go. Okay. All right. Thanks, Will. John, where are you taking us next? Hmm, let's see here. Which linebackers don't make the roster from Yeti Sub Bengals? Um, that's the good one. Because there was also another question saying, um, who is your surprise player to make the roster? And I think my inclination of going for there was Jordan Evans as a guy who's getting a lot of buzz, who's still getting a lot of reps with the starters in the second team. Um, if Jordan Evans makes the roster, then I think that basically signals that they're going to go six and they're not going to go in like seven with keeping Kalitra or like a Brady Sheldon. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I feel like Bynes is a lock. Pratt is a lot and the three rookies are a lock and it's Evans being like the guy who either makes it or he doesn't. And I feel like he's got the inside track if they go heavy at that spot. So I, I feel like the guys that we're talking about a lot are just safe because of draft status and the fact that some of them are starting, but Evans might just be the, the outside guy looking in unless they go six. And, of course, Evans is the guy that, uh, based on the people who are on the roster, he's kind of one of the only Marvin holdover guys. I mean, the rest of the guys have been brought in by Taylor, and we know when there's a coaching regime change, a lot of times some of the holdovers from past regimes do not end up making it, and Evans has kind of been a bubble guy. I had some high hopes for him uh, in, in after they drafted him, just kind of a good athletic profile, got his hands on the football a bit at Oklahoma, but um, hasn't really translated as a pro. So let's move on. We've got another call. The, the line's blowing up today, John. I think it's our good buddy, Jason Von Stein. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing really well, guys. Uh, awesome job. I just want to say it's cool seeing this podcast grow uh, into what it's become. It's becoming an amazing show. You guys are incredible. So Thank uh, you. my question for the show 
is uh, I really like the interviews that we've been uh, seeing. Uh, Anthony Munoz, uh, Takeo Spikes. But when are we going to get our cutting-edge Brad St. Louis interview? <laughs> Brad St. Louis. That is a that is a blast from the past. Jason, who heard you? What's that? Jason, who heard you? <laughs> who hurt you, Jason? Yeah. Who hurt you? <laughs> My if God. If, you're, if you remember Brad St. Louis, Brad St. Louis was the long snapper for the Bengals for a very long time and was a good one for a very long time. And I can't remember what year it was, but he randomly – got something in his head where he could not snap the ball at all. Um, and uh, I, I don't know how engaging a long snapper interview. I, I think an interview with Clark Harris would be very engaging. He seems like a pretty cool dude. Um, I don't know how engaging Brad St. Louis is because quite honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard many uh, media interviews with him, but we will. I, I, we'll try and get him on for you, Jason. We'll, we'll, we'll hunt him down. We'll try and get him on and we'll see. We'll, <laughs> We'll see if we can do that. I will tell you this, Jason, before we get you off the air, um, some of the previous caller and, and to your point about interviews talked about, uh, you know, asking about who you're going to get on and Mike Daniels, et cetera. We did speak to his representation again yesterday, and we will be getting new defensive lineman Mike Daniels on this program. Hopefully next week we're hashing out a time, but um, we've agreed to get, get him on the program. So uh, we'll be, hopefully it'll be for next Wednesday night show, but uh, we will, um, we will be getting him on in the very near future. So, and by the way, if you don't know about this guy, go research him. He's a really interesting guy, a really animated, high character, funny guy. Uh, really, really uh, excited to talk to him. But Jason, thanks for calling in. Thanks for the fun question. And thanks for the support of the program as always, my friend. Stay safe. You, you, you too. All right. Great thank, job, guys. Thanks, buddy. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Let's move on here. John, you're kind of monitoring the chat a little bit more. You got another one coming through that looks interesting to you? Yeah, but real quick, was that just a joke because Mike Daniels loves anime? <laughs> oh, well, uh, yes. Uh, it, it was a play on words. It was a play on words. And yes, Good that save. is one of the captions, by the way. Good save. Um, we're going to like talk about Mixon right now and like why is that deal not happening? Because I think a couple weeks ago, there was a lot of buzz and momentum about it potentially happening. And I think what's interesting right now is that I think a couple days ago, it was reported that um, talks between the Vikings and Dalvin Cook have died down and also Alvin Kamara and the Saints the talks are ramping up. So right now, it's it's a lot of meaningless buzz and rumors and whatnot. And I don't know what your take on is, but I, I think... In general, it's not again. It's not just about the average salary per year that's being thrown around, like the eight to ten million mark. It's more about the structure of the cash flow and how it relates to potentially a salary cap decrease next year with the loss of a lot of revenue this year. So it, it's not just cut and dry and, and and straightforward as 
just a certain amount of average money per year. It's a lot about how he's going to get paid out in the first couple of years. And when there's a potential revenue loss, that is a wrench in some of those plans. We don't, we don't have any indication as to what specifically is holding uh, this, this contract negotiation up. We think that both sides want to get the deal done. We talked about this, I think a couple of episodes ago, John, where, uh, Duke Tobin recently came out and said, you know, we value Joe Mixon position does not matter. We want to get this deal done. And, um, you know, I, I do think the money is a sticking point. I, it has to be at this point because both sides have basically expressed, let's get this done. Bengals are running out of time out, out of this, you know, kind of preseason window that they usually like to get these, de- these deals inked. I would assume it happens sometimes still before the regular season starts. They just tend to get this done. Um, you know, they do know how to play a little bit of hardball, but also create contracts that pay players pretty well, but also keep them in a good salary cap situation. So my guess is they are trying to be creative on that type of front to create the framework of the deal that makes sense for all parties involved. But John, I think you and I are in agreement based on our past conversations that we think that this deal is probably going to get done. A little surprised it hasn't gotten done yet, right? Yeah, and like last year, Tyler Boyd, I think, signed his extension in late July. And the year before that, it was, I think, the last week of August that Dunlap and Atkins both signed yeah. their extensions like simultaneously. So it, it, and then, you know, back in 2015, it was right before the Bengals left for Oakland when AJ Green signed his extension. So, when it happens exactly, we don't know, but we just typically know that these things do happen before they kick off week one. And I think that's still the expectation, even with the slight speed bump in the road. Yep. We're going to be here a few more minutes. He's John Sheeran. I'm Anthony Cazenza. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. We're going to get to a couple of announcements in a few minutes when we get on out of here. But before we do, we're going to get to a couple more questions and then jet on out of here. Let everybody enjoy their weekend coming up here. If you're new to the program, you can get it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, what used to be Google Play. I think it's like Google Music now. They're changing the name of it. So the Google podcast thing, iHeartRadio, Megaphone, um, YouTube, by the way, right under John's, I believe his left shoulder there in the in the bottom corner, you can hit subscribe to our YouTube channel and all of our stuff is on Cincy Jungle, whether it's its Facebook page or the website itself. We're going to keep getting to some questions. Call or text 949-542-6241. Uh, three different comment threads that we're, we're trying to monitor here, Facebook, YouTube, and on cincyjungle.com. You can also tweet at us at banglesobi or email theobinsider at gmail.com. Let's do just a couple of quick ones before we get into some more in-depth ones. Real quick, Josh Holland, any John Ross news? My What I have heard is that he may be joining the team back this weekend, John. Any, any uh, rumors on that? I don't know, man. You're the one in California. You're supposed to get on the scoop because apparently some Reddit user ran into him in the middle of the week and talked to him about it. And he said, yeah, I'm coming back to Cincinnati. He, As we all know, he left back to Long Beach or wherever he and his family live in California because uh, his son and the mother of his son was tested positive for COVID. So he was there taking care of them, checking on them for about a week. But he was still training in California. And apparently he is flying back or has already flown back to Cincinnati um, but he has to obviously pass multiple COVID tests because he was on the COVID reserve list. And, you know, it goes without saying he was within contact with people who 
are positive who have tested positive for COVID. So if he passes all tests and come back negative, I think the earliest he can come back is Sunday, which is when the Bengals return to practice because they have Saturday off. Right. And I'm going to share this real quick. Uh, you, I believe, wrote this yesterday, John, uh, yesterday afternoon about him returning to camp. So if you go on CincyJungle.com, um, you know, there's uh, an update from Jeremy Roush at Fox 19. Uh, Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network is talking about it. So um, it looks as if he, again, this article is courtesy of John Sheeran um, on Cincy Jungle about John Ross returning to, to Bengals camp. So it looks like that's going. Uh, I think also, by the way, our, our friend Jason, who did not, uh, he did not ask us this when he was on the phone, but he said, um, I think he asked what microphones we use. I use a, a, a blue snowball. What microphone do you use, John? What's your mic? Yours is probably nicer than mine. A black blue Yeti. <laughs> a black blue Yeti is what I use, but I just, I just learned, like I've been doing this for two years. I've been having, I've had this mic for a year. I've been doing a podcast for two years. I just learned that the front of the mic is where the actual microphone is. So I feel, <laughs> I feel like my sound is, is better now. Like I heard it yesterday. I, when I tested it and, and did a show with uh DNH sports, like it, you know, you know, <laughs> we're amateurs over here, guys, you know? Yeah. But not really. Not really. Well, you guys, they're paying us all these compliments and we're sitting here, not even, you know, not even knowing what microphones we're using and all that kind of stuff where it's amateur hour over here, but you know, we pretend it's fine. Let's do a couple more and get on out of here, John. Uh, I grabbed a couple there. Let's, let's volley it to you. Where, uh, where are you seeing a good one here? We got Anton Hall in the YouTube comment section. He's asking who was the last wide receiver to make the 53 man roster. I sent out a tweet today talking about the Bengals wide receiver group based on what we've seen. We know the five that are going to make it are Tate Ross. Now that he's returning uh, Higgins green and Boyd. Those are, those five are locks. Now we think that they are going to keep seven. I think we're both in agreement there, John, right? I mean, uh, I mean, maybe they could go eight, but it's like, uh, you know, I think someone would have to have a special teams thing right now. I would say seven, maybe even six, maybe six. I don't know, but I think seven is probably what they would do. And Mike Thomas is making it very difficult for a, for this team to get rid of him. He is showing up in camp playing very well. And obviously he has the comfort level with, Zach Taylor. So my guess is right now, Mike Thomas makes this roster. He was a free agent acquisition. And, and I think he makes this roster, whether or not he's active a lot on game days, we'll see. So then you go, okay, is it Erickson? Is it Morgan? Is it Scotty Washington? Is it the Irwin kid? Um, you know, what, what do you see playing out there? I think you would probably say Thomas and Erickson, but is Erickson expendable with Wilson and Phillips as return men on this roster? I've been going back and forth on the Erickson debate for the past couple of weeks now because of just multiple factors that seem to impact that decision. When you have a team that uses three R receivers 80% of the time, that knows that two of those wide receivers and AJ Green and John Ross have dealt with injury issues for the better part of two years now, and you have five guys who are automatic locks to make the team, it's really hard to see them go less than, less than um, six. Like six is like the bare minimum of, of how, yeah. many, how how many they go. If they don't keep six, if they if if they if they keep six over seven, I just feel like you're you're 
getting rid of someone who's a quality player who's also playing a really important position and keeping someone who probably shouldn't deserve to make the roster over him. I think seven is the right number. It, it, it does seem a little high, even though it's it's happened before, but I feel like seven is a comfortable number, and who that seven is seems to come down between like a three-way competition right now because, again, Green, Boyd, Ross, Higgins, Tate, put them in black Sharpie. They're at, you know, buy the jerseys, whatever. They're making the team. After that, Mike Thomas seems to have like the, the best chance right now because he's taking the snaps that Ross isn't. But then I think it comes down to either Stanley Morgan or Alex Erickson. And Erickson, again, has the experience of returning punts. And maybe you don't want to have Darius Phillips doing that too much, even though there's continuing to give him opportunities to do that. But also you have Stanley Morgan, who's one of the better special teamers, and also has value as a slot receiver like Alex Erickson does. So I think Erickson might have the edge over Morgan right now, but it comes down to how much value does a guy like Alex, Alex Erickson, who's a limited receiver, who's a limited pump returner, but just brings that known experience at both of those positions that you may be more comfortable with over a guy like Stanley Morgan. But I, you know, it hurts that Scotty Washington hasn't been practicing for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's much that you can really make a case for Trent and Irwin. And unfortunately, Damian Willis is getting lost in a lot of these discussions as well, because I think he started on the pup and I think just got off and just really hasn't been emerging himself in like the second or third team as of late. But, you know, that, that's just kind of the reality with those undrafted free agent guys. Their opportunity comes and it goes. And right now, I think Erickson still probably is the seventh guy. So maybe Morgan is the guy that gets knocked off. But right now, it's going back and forth in my mind. Yeah, there's two two things at play here. By the way, Willis also, in, in that respect, I mean, they gave him a big, big role increase last year, and that that did not go very well. Um, I don't know if that's still sitting in the in the coaches' back of their minds there. But, look, there's, there's two things at play here, and we've said it before. No preseason games for these undrafted guys and, and new faces to really show and impress coaches in game scenarios or, or – do the opposite if they're not impressing in, in real game situations, at least as close to real games as possible. So no preseason games means that these guys aren't getting the, the same level of auditions as other players have in previous years. Bigger, John, you've talked about this, a bigger practice squad. So teams are going to hang on to more of these guys. And that's probably where a lot of these receivers will go that we're talking about. And finally, Darren Simmons usually gets his way with one or two guys in this position group. He usually pounds the table for one or two guys, not only for a return man, but also for a guy that can help out on coverage special teams. He usually gets his way there. So um, that's that's something to all kind of keep in mind as the receiver group uh, shapes up and um, the Bengals have some decisions to make here. Let's see if we've got maybe one more here. We've gotten to a lot uh this week uh what do you uh what do you see in john i'm kind of let me see i think we got a text actually and this is maybe a captain obvious text but let's get to it uh we've got two texts let's get to two of these texts do you guys think burrow will be an out of the box upgrade what i mean is week one on the field better than andy all around yes yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like the experience is a thing and, and whatnot, but it, he's, he's, he's better. 
He, it, he just is. It, it, de- it depends which Andy we're talking about, but I'm inclined to agree. Are we talking about 2019? There, there, there's, there's one Andy. It, he just changes depending on the surroundings. Right. That, and that's, that, and that's what separates him from the other good, from the actual good quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, again, kind of captain obvious. I, I, I get, I get the question though. There is some logic in that question. So uh, from five, one, two, thanks for texting in. But uh, yes, I do believe that, um, you know, and, and stats may say otherwise and other things may say otherwise, but yes, I think that, that, that Joe Burrow is a franchise guy and a guy that is a number one pick for a reason. Let's go. I'm going to kick this one to you, John, another text from a uh, five, one, three area code, because this guy was a guy you, I think this week, he was your potential breakout guy, Winston Rose. Um, what are your overall thoughts on Winston Rose? He seems to be someone that has a lot of potential and seems to already have the ball hawking skills you want in the CB. Um, your thoughts on him, not to make you sound like a broken record here from our last episode, but some additional thoughts on him and his chances of maybe making the roster at this point in time, given the Wayne's injury. I'm not sure how many new thoughts I have on him because we just haven't really seen him do anything yet. Like we, We've heard he's taking snaps of the starters in rotation with Phillips, but we haven't really seen what that looks like in terms of videos or photos and whatnot, or just general analysis. Um, I, I think for the most part, like William Jackson's had a good camp, even though like Burrow has just been that accurate. And I, I would hope that the same goes for Rose, who I would assume is guarding the likes of Mike Thomas and like maybe Stanley Morgan here and there on the other side of Tate. So, you know, the, the ball skills obviously are, are still a thing. Like I, I'm sure there's a good deal of athleticism with there as well. Um, I just haven't really seen him play that much. Like, honestly, I don't, I haven't really watched a lot of what he did in the CFL anyways. So again, it, it, it stinks that we don't get to see him in preseason and we don't get yeah. to see footage of the scrimmage. But unfortunately it's a lot of, of just the general knowledge that we have of him going into training camp. And that's just going to stay until we actually see him on the field. So again, the, the potential and the promise is still there. That hasn't gone away, but there's still, that's, there's not a lot more to go off of other than that. Well, you know, this is a guy that could be maybe maybe 2020 isn't really a year that he steps up and does something big or, you know, gets himself on the roster and some playing time. Maybe, you know, he is stashed on the practice squad for a year or and then maybe comes in relief late in the year. Um, maybe he makes a name for himself next year if and when there are preseason games to be played. So maybe maybe it's not so much 2020 that Winston Rose is going to make waves. Maybe it's sometime next year, but we'll see. We're going to get out of here because there's now, – now we're starting to get some just anti-Burrow, anti-Bengals comments, and it's like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> if you don't like them, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, a couple of announcements before we get out of here. First of all, thank you for all of your questions that you sent to us. We got to as many as we can, and we will continue to do these listener questions live. So try to get them to us as we go on the air. Thank you. Uh, a lot of questions came our way, so we tried to get to as many as we could. Number one, again, we're doing a pregame show this week, or not this week, this season for the Cincinnati Bengals. A combination of myself, John Sheeran, and Matt Minnick will be doing that. So join us how you can. Obviously, times vary based on when the Bengals kick off, but we'll be doing that. It'll be more of a casual, fun type of show, more of a kind of a tailgate type of experience. We do have a sponsor pretty much dialed in for that. So uh, pretty excited about that. But we look forward to you joining us there. We'll also be doing the post-game analysis after the game as well. So thank you to Matt Minnick for setting up quite a bit of that for the pregame show. And uh, looking forward to that, John. It'll be, it'll be pretty fun fun 
Absolutely. And hopefully we'll have another announcement in regards to that coming here pretty shortly. Yep. We've got, I mentioned earlier, so I won't belabor the point, but we've got Mike Daniels coming on the program probably next week, but if not next week in the very near future. So very excited about that. And we will definitely let you know when he is on the program. You won't want to miss that. We're also going to be doing a write-up feature on, on him on CincyJungle.com. So if you did, if you do miss the interview when it's live, um, check it there. And lastly, he's in, he's in the chat, at least I think still. Chris Hubbard, I just want to say a quick thank you to Chris Hubbard, a longtime listener of this program. Uh, he did make a uh, recent donation to a charity I run in the name of my sister. So just want to do a public little shout out to him, John. I know you have been generous with your money on that front with with the charity I run as well. So thank you. And thank you to all the Bengals fans who have donated and shown support with that. Much appreciated. And uh, wanted to get to that uh, before we get on out of here, buddy. Absolutely, man. If you guys haven't, go check out Anthony's organization that's for a great cause. Uh, money well spent obviously and, and you're supporting a, a prominent member of this website and obviously the leader of this podcast so definitely check it out i don't know about that you probably can't see but over my i guess it's over this shoulder there we go this shoulder there's a picture up on my little bangles wall here she's she's uh tailgating at one of the bangle games with us so she made the picture wall um big plans this weekend my friend cannot say i do i'm supposed to go golfing but um you. you know after a great week of Cincinnati weather, you know, obviously we had to get some thunderstorms here and there. So I think that might quite literally put a damper in the plans. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, Hey, uh, one other little announcement, uh, you know, we've got our show, the orange and black insider, Matt Minnick's chalk talk and orange is the new black with ACE and Zim. Unfortunately, DNH sports has moved out of the Cincy jungle podcast channel. They were with us for a handful of, of months. there. great show, fun show. My co-host is still a part of it. They are part of the good news is they are part of the Believe Podcast Network, which uh, is is a good friend of this show because they've uh, linked us up with a couple of great guests like Eric Davis and Takio Spikes. But unfortunately, DNH Sports is uh, gone off on on a different podcast network. We're still buddies with them and everything. John will still be on that program. You mentioned you were on it this week, but uh, in case you will be, if you if you listen to that show and you're wondering maybe where that's gone on our audio channels, um, that will not be available on our channel anymore but you can still get it out there on their youtube channel etc so i got a couple of questions about that and they've made that move am i correct on that one john that is 100 percent correct and yeah you know definitely still go check those guys out because obviously we we are friends that believe and it's a great network as well and it's it's only going to get better like um uh, as a matter of fact like just for that like just for them um, being re- reintegrated or just integrated with that show, I was able to get a new webcam, which was courtesy actually of Bengals captain. He was the one that helped us find it. And we were able to fund it using uh, DNH's Patreon page. So definitely still check those guys out. Definitely still support them. They're going to be producing great content that if you're, if you're tired of listening to us, go ahead and check us out and then come back to us. Yeah, there you go. We also may have one more surprise announcement. We're working on that. John, uh, John is, critical and setting that one up so uh it's another appearance by a prominent person that's all we'll say at this point until we get it set up but uh we're going to try and get that going too so thanks for thanks to john for setting that one up as well so let's get on out of here john have a good weekend my friend and the rest of you uh thanks for joining us thanks for your questions thanks for tuning in live thanks for downloading after the fact 